Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Hey, we're Aaron Jennifer Smith, your host of the Marriage After God podcast. You know, all of us on some level desire a transformation in our marriage. Whether the transformation is a small change or a complete overhaul, we want to experience more joy, more peace, more love, and more purpose. The truth is we're always going through some form of transformation, for there is no such thing as staying the same. The question is, are we transforming into what God desires or something else? This episode is brought to you by our faithful patron team who have chosen to help financially support this show. Uh, here's a shout out to some of the most recent patrons, Nicole M, Don G, Kimberly S, Catherine C, Candice G, and Regina J. We thank you so much for cho- choosing to partner with us in blessing tens of thousands of couples with free daily prayer emails and this weekly podcast. If you've been blessed by this free Marriage After God content, we'd love to invite you to join our patron team. Please visit marriageaftergod.com forward slash patron. Well, this has been a whole month now of the podcast. We're doing going. it. It's awesome. We are doing it. Welcome to 2023. How's, how's January been for you? <laughs> well, it feels like we've been doing better because we're like, we're better as in we've talked about we're getting into routines. Mm-hmm. Like the routines look different than they used to, but we're getting some routines and I yeah. like it. Sometimes you just got to reset. Yeah. Sometimes life forces you to reset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hence 2020, 2021, 2022. <laughs> Every year there's yeah. been a new reset. Uh, yeah. So what's been happening lately? This uh, last week? Well, just Whoa. before. Oh yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. We, I walk in and Jennifer, I had wanted Jennifer to look at the notes and she's like, what notes? And I'm like, oh my goodness, was one of the kids in here? There was like, just like two sentences and a bunch of garbly. Yeah. Did you say garbly? Garbly goop. It was all, it, it, the notes were deleted. Literally who, who right was before the culprit? we did this. That's I have I no idea. Eat it. I'm wondering what else happened in our room. <laughs> Uh, so luckily we, it, there was like, res- I was able to restore the notes, so we weren't lo- out of luck, but something that was, is awesome that happened this week is, um, I got to start jujitsu. Nice. Yeah. The kids have been doing it for a year. Did you know that? It's been a whole year. I know. Wow. Crazy. It went by fast. And they're getting really good and I was getting jealous and I'm like, I gotta <laughs> like get good at jujitsu so that I can like wrestle with them and them not win me every time. <laughs> so I started this week. And I think you're a little jealous because I think you want to start. I, I've, I've been wanting to start for like seven months. And, you know, I feel like out of everyone in the family, mom, mom gets to make those kind of choices last because everyone's got to be okay if it's I'm going to step out sacrifice. of the house. Yeah. yeah, it is true. We need you a lot. <laughs> so timing was off, but who knows? I think I think we might try it this week that together, right? On a <laughs> well, date night or something? I think we're going to try it on a date night. We should night. do it. But it's just a fun- fundamentals class. So there, it'll be easy for me, I think. Maybe. Not easy, but... 
Uh, yeah, not like I'm not going to do what you're more doing. Straightforward, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest, it's what it was one of the most re- rewarding and intense workouts I've had in a very long time. Like I walk out drenched, soaking. <laughs> it's disgusting. I'm so wet. <laughs> I was like, I, I was getting in the van. I had to like look for something to sit on so I wouldn't sit, get all the seat it's all wet. Gross. It was really gross. Um, but I, and I'm also really sore. Um, and to be honest, I felt really like good. After the first class, I was like, dang, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Like I did awesome. And then the second class, I realized everyone was probably being really, really nice to me because <laughs> I'm not good at all. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Does actually. that make you want to go back or? Yeah, it was still a lot of fun. No one was mean about it. Everyone was like, everyone's so nice and, and they're just want you, everyone wants to get good together. So yeah. um, it just okay. made me excited. Hey, like, that's good for this episode. Get good together. That's get what good we should together. call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to growing in it. So Cool. Well, something that's been interesting for me uh, was a little, a little bit unexpected, just because we've had conversations about it, but privately. But the kids started praying for me like crazy out of nowhere that I would have another baby, and it really warms my heart. And it's, it's Aaron and I have talked about this in the past, where like we look at Edith, she's two, almost three, and she's been our baby for so long that it's is like this the longest gap yeah we've had so far yeah. yeah and i think to myself like okay well if if this is all the kids that we have i'm totally content and happy with where our family is at and then there's this piece of my heart that i'm like but if i well, did our, have another that'd be awesome our too. hands are always open in that sense you know we we want god's will and at the same time we're, we're praying and asking god to to bring us along with them yeah. so but our kids started praying for it like and now, every day now every like at bible time would anyone like to pray first prayer god give mommy a baby <laughs> and then elliot just came up randomly me and you were talking this morning just about the day and i can't remember what we were talking about and he just comes over and puts his hands on both of us and looks at us and starts praying for a baby <laughs> we're like <laughs> okay really i sweet. guess he does want a baby so that's just been so. going on all week. <laughs> so we will see if you guys get an announcement at some point <laughs> this year about Stick a baby coming. Stick around coming. if you want to hear it. <laughs> There's we'll no announcement it on the podcast, yet, no. but you will, you will hear about it if that happens. <laughs> we shall see. So for this topic, transferring, transforming your marriage. It's hard to say that. Transforming. No, it's get get better together. Or what'd you say? Tra- yeah, let's, let's do this together. Get better together. Uh, transforming your marriage together. It's yeah. We wanted to bring up some ideas uh, and we actually have seven of them for you but what uh, inspired this idea for you you Jennifer because you you kind of wrote down some of these ideas that we've been building off of yeah well uh the initial just idea of of hey let's talk about transformation for a minute in marriage came because um of a conversation that we had back in December and I was having a hard time a hard time dealing with desiring change and wanting change and being frustrated over things not changing um which also is been the theme for this whole month yeah 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 so uh we so i remember calling you and we were having a a conversation about well i was letting my emotions out and you were being a good listener (laughs) but then you said let's transform together let's be transformed together or something like that yeah because you you were you felt like it was you couldn't you're like i I don't know how to do this i can't do this you know and that's why we've been talking about this Mm -hmm. in various aspects throughout this month um but we all feel that way. I, I, I told, that's why I shared it. I was like, I, f- I feel like there's things in my life that I can't break out of either, that I can't mm-hmm. change. Uh, and then I kind of was just saying like, well, we have to be transformed. Yeah. Like that, that's the only way we have true change in our life is if there's a transformation. Like mm-hmm. we can't be the same person and then 
but act differently. We can't be the same, be in the same place and yet be in a different place. We have to, we have to change. Yeah. And I, I think the tension of the agony in all of our lives when it comes to transformation is we're, we're on one side where we desire the change because we're frustrated over the results and things happening because of where we're at. at, But we also know that on the, to get to the other side of change, it just requires a lot. It's painful. It's painful. And it, and it's hard to make those changes and those habits and redefining, you know, rhythms and routines and things that will help kind of make Mm -hmm. all of that happen. Um, I think an encouragement also uh, about transformation, because it's easy to say like, we got to be transformed. It's like, well, yeah. How? Right. I think the, the first step, and it's something that we've been trying to reiterate is that we, first of all, we can change. If there's areas in our lives that we don't like or that we know God wants changed in us, like we have the ability to because God's put in his spirit. He's put his spirit in us. Mm-hmm. So it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. It may feel that way. But the reality is, is we are being transformed. Like I, like we said in the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. all of us are being transformed into something. Mm-hmm. Either we're being lazy or we're being laxed and we're being transformed into something that we don't want because we're just letting it happen. Or we're we're following God. We're putting our eyes on him. We're seeking first his kingdom. We're uh, letting his spirit work in us. We're not fighting it. And we're being transformed into his likeness. Mm-hmm. And so... The, the lie is that we're stuck. Uh, yeah, the lie is that we can't change. Mm-hmm. The lie is that, that we are what we are. Or we hear in our heads, we'll never change. That's what I was getting stuck in is like, mm-hmm. no, I'm never going to change. And you you see yourself one way and it's it gets really hard to see yourself in a new way. Yeah. And believing that we can, like you said... But then also believing what God says mm-hmm. and believing that he has something for us. So the, the reason why we wanted to bring this up to you t- today for those listening is because we kind of had this conversation going on in our marriage and we know that we're not the only ones who have struggled with uh, desiring change in marriage or in parenting or in life in so many different areas of life. And you know, we, we want to encourage you guys. We want, if you're in that place of desiring change and transformation, we hope that today encourages you and and maybe what we share not every single bit of it will will stick with you or mm-hmm. you know be something that you feel like you need to work on but i'm sure there's at least one or two well and and the and the point is is uh, there's this this saying that says like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time mm-hmm. like you like well if you think about the whole thing like i can't but like the goal is taking that next step just moving forward asking god saying god let, help me get to the whatever the next footprint is. Yeah. Not tr- trying to look at the goal a thousand miles away and saying, I can never get there. Yeah. Just realize there's a journey that we're all on. And so we hope you feel the grace and the mercy that God's been filling, or showing us is that it's okay that we're on this journey and that we sometimes don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And transformation and change feels hard mm-hmm. because it is actually. Um, but we all can do it because we have Christ. So we're going to share seven ways that uh, we can, that you can transform your marriage uh, with your spouse. And these are, some of these are practical. Some of them are just good old fashioned truth, truth <laughs> from the Bible. But we hope that these uh, stick with you guys and encourage you toward that change you've been yearning for. And a lot of these things are things that we ourselves have recognized helped us or will help us as we have been trying to implement them. Yeah. More. So it's not like we've just came up with these for you. This is things that work for us too. <laughs> Our experience. Uh, and this first one 
Um, we've I've mentioned it so many times in other episodes, but it works so well for you, Jennifer. But it mm-hmm. also works really well for me and when for I us and for us because we get to see it together. Yes. So what and is it? It's uh, write it out. It's very practical. The idea is write it out. Uh, and so this first not one, write write it out. Not not <laughs> write it out, but that is a good tip actually. Uh, just. Get through. No, write it out. W-R-I-T-E. There's something really powerful about writing things down. We've kind of been doing it all week with the growth spurt, if people have been following along. Uh, We we got our own cards out. And the fact that I wrote it down and put it on the refrigerator. Makes you think about it every day. And... (laughs) I realize I'm like, oh man, I'm not following through with that thing that I said I'm going to do. I'm looking at the clock right now, actually, because the thing I wrote down was I'm going to be in bed by nine. And I did it last night, just about. You're not supposed to talk about it yet. That's Sorry. The note's on there for later. So okay. Have, you guys have to listen to the rest of the episode today to hear more. Yeah. I'm going to cut you off. So here's the, the idea behind this is meet together to write down some goals you have for your marriage. Because sometimes we don't even know what it is that we want to change into or be transformed in unless we get it out of our hearts, get it out of our heads mm-hmm. and see it on a piece of paper and you go, oh yeah, that's what it is. That's what I want. Yeah. And and these are actually, they could be large goals, but something, things that are practical, especially when you start talking together, you start realizing like, oh, here's, there's some um, disparaging, you know, thing like, well, you have this goal and I have this goal. How can we meet in the middle? How can we figure that out? But what's awesome about that is you figure that out. Like compromising? Yeah, compromising. And then also finding out like, well, what are some goals we have uh, for, uh, what are some large goals we have that we can write down and shoot for that might take years? And what are some short-term or smaller goals that we can start focusing on now? Mm-hmm. It sounds like more though, that's, that's more for like a couple who wants to dream together. But if this whole episode is about transforming your marriage we're we're talking more like relational goals here right like more yeah relationship intimate. home life mm-hmm. uh spiritual walk um goals yeah so goals and you can also break them up goals for your walk with god maybe individually and together goals for your marriage so what what do you want your marriage to look like what do you want it to represent what do you want people to say about your marriage what what do you want to show to your kids mm-hmm. in your marriage and then the next one would be goals for your family. Like, how do you want your family to, what What do you want your family to look like, rec, mm-hmm. uh, represent? How do you want it to operate? So for like, for us, we've, we've talked about this. We used to do Bible time very consistently every day. So a goal for us would be like, hey, let's get back to that consistency of doing Bible time every day throughout the week. And then asking each other, what's the best time to do that? And that's where that compromise comes in of like, okay, well, mm-hmm. for me, it'd be this time and let's work that out. So um, we, I also want to just add, right here that my encouragement would be don't go list, you know, 25 ways you want your marriage to improve. Mm -hmm. Pick one or two because you want something that you can work towards and feel good about when you're actually feeling the the success of it, when you're feeling the change coming and you're making those decisions. If, If you overwhelm yourself with a lofty list, then you're mind and heart's going to freak out because Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard. (laughs) Yeah. So some of the ways, um, I just want to mention one more thing. When, when we write these things down, um, like you kind of said a second ago, it gets things that we may not know how to verbalize them in the moment, or they're things that just have dwelled in our hearts. And maybe those things have turned into anxiety or frustration or bitterness because we don't see them happening, but Mm -hmm. they're also never being voiced Mm -hmm. in a real tangible way. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it gives it a place to live. It makes it from a, a, 
uh, this internal secret thing to a real life thing that can be looked at, evaluated, calculated, uh, remembered, and even held accountable to because mm-hmm. like it exists. And also uh, just to add to that list, a repetition of seeing it helps you remember about it. There's so many things that we've talked about and then it's like once we've talked about it, it's gone, gone <laughs> and you forget so easily. Yeah. And yet if you write it down and you see it constantly, you're, you're for, in that repetition, you're forming mm-hmm. that memory in your brain to be like on it. A couple of things this does for you in your marriage. So if you guys plan a night to sit down, Maybe it's at a date night, which is often when Jennifer and I do it. Um, or if after, after the kids go to bed or in the morning after breakfast, I don't know, whatever works for you guys, you guys getting, you guys start getting into a habit of planning things together. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're like, Hey, we're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, it's not just a, let's hang out and talk. It's a, let's be specific and focused. It also gives you an opportunity to, uh, uh, figure out life together. So now you're building this bond of like, Hey, let's talk about things that are important to us mm-hmm. and what that looks like. The third thing is it brings accountability. So like we said, Bible time. Jennifer, you look at me you're like, hey, remember we decided we're going to do Bible time? Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then I stop what I'm doing because she knows that's the moment that we would do it. And I sit down. Mm-hmm. So now we can help each other because we we made that agreement together. We wrote these things down together. And so now that that bond and that, that commitment is all really good stuff that so, happens in your marriage. Let me ask this question. If... Um, that's all really good, especially if you're on the same page and there's unity and oneness toward working towards some of these things. Let's say you're listening right now, but Aaron, I'm posing this to you. Mm-hmm. If you're li- as a listener and you're thinking, okay, well, me and my spouse, we're not quite there yet. And I don't know if, if we'll be able to have that conversation. Is it something you could do individually, separate? Well, if for a time, yeah, while maybe the Lord's working on both of you. And yeah, maybe there's a, a relationship where it's not as tight, and maybe that wouldn't be this season right now. They're not going to be sitting down and yeah. writing goals together. Um, absolutely. I mean, we we again we we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in in what God tells us. So, a wife or a husband, if you're the one wanting to do this, I would say start your 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 planning and and goal setting should be. A regular prayer yeah. for your spouse, Lord, help me to grow in my love for them. That's Lord, good. help them transform into the man or the woman that you have made them to be. Yeah. And seeing, look at more like these prayer goals for your spouse who maybe not be on the same page with you. Mm-hmm. Um, to be drawn into it more. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. All right. This next one, we're on number two. We're only on number two. Mm-hmm. Number two, how to transform how to transform your marriage. Uh, we're gonna take it back to Sunday school, okay, guys? And it's because if we're honest, we don't always operate this way. No, we want others to. But <laughs> okay. We don't. Number two is the golden rule. Yeah, if we can incorporate the golden rule into our marriage, into our life, oh man, it, it would literally would change everything. You're saying intentionally do it, like it, well, because we yeah. do probably generally think about this at some point, but maybe not. I don't know. Okay, not, read it. Not, read so Matthew 7, The golden 12. rule, if you don't know it, Matthew seven twelve, Jesus says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and prophets. Okay, so question, do you operate in this with me? I do would say I try to hmm. on a regular basis, but I would say the times that I don't is is not good. Yeah, that's kind of how <laughs> yeah. where I land. So we need to be better at this. Okay. Often, so, uh, my the way my kids put it, because they the way they hear this is, I'm going to do to them as they do to me. <laughs> I'm like, that's not what it says. 
And often that's what we do. We like you did this, so I'm going to do it. We just mirror everybody. Yeah, yeah. Instead of breaking that cycle and saying, "Oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that thing because I wouldn't want it done to me." Mm-hmm. If we just applied this rule more regularly, if we looked at our life and said, "I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to commit, Lord, you, you helping me to to do unto my wife as I would wish her to do unto me," mm-hmm. man, it would it would change everything. If I treated you. The way I want to be treated. If uh, um, if I don't want you to be harsh to me, mm-hmm. then I should be gentle to you, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to treat you. I want you to be gentle, so I'm going to be gentle. If I wouldn't want you to lie to me, which I don't know anyone who would want someone to lie to them, <laughs> right? Then I shouldn't lie to you. Yeah. Even about little things. And it keeps going. So if I'm if I'm going to want to be pursued by by you. You were going to say by someone. I know. I, I don't know why I was going to say that. If I want to be pursued by you, then I should pursue you. Yeah. Right? Uh, if I want to be encouraged, then I should be encouraging. I should encourage you as much as I would want to be encouraged by you. And the point is, is whether or not you do it to me, I should. I that's what I would want. So mm-hmm. I should treat you that way. Galatians 5, 13 through 14 says, For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So if we love each other the way we want to be loved, if I love you as myself, which in marriage you are myself, that's what the Bible teaches, we're, we're one. I'm actually fulfilling the law. Like, And it continues on and it says, I would never steal from you if I love you. I would never lie to you if I love you. I would never murder you if I love you. Like the, it, you don't break the law when you love someone. You're mm-hmm. actually fulfilling all of the law in it. So if we treat each other, golden rule, the way we want to be treated, there'll be so much more joy and peace and power and forgiveness and all the things that we want mm-hmm. because we're doing it. Even if only one person's doing it, you're getting 50% more of it than you were before. <laughs> right. All right, moving on to number three. Should we say it together? Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> if, if you, you don't, don't have, have anything, anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's really funny because <laughs> <laughs> it's been our whole life here that, right? Yeah, I'm my, sure everybody. My parents always saying that. And yet. We, we always said something not nice. <laughs> <laughs> and <So>. even still, <laughs> there's times uh, we, often we, we want to speak our minds. And we get angry, we're hurt, and we think that gives us the right to say angry and hurtful things to our spouse. Um, maybe some of you don't, but we have. We When we feel justified. I was going to say, because the things that I, I don't mean to hurt you or be mean. I think I'm just stating the obvious or, or observing something or saying something mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. But the way that yeah. I'm saying it or. Well, the, right? it's, the, like, it's the heart and the attention and then the, and the purpose behind it is what's not nice. Mm. Um, so uh, critique, I, was, I was saying critiques are good. This note I put here when they're brought constructively. So like you said, like, well, like not a, in the middle of an argument or well, and with the, with a purpose of constructive criticism and love. And it, like you said, not in the middle yeah. of I'm, I'm mad at you and therefore boom, mama. Yeah. <laughs> right. Here's another one. But yeah. we, we've done it and we do it. And, uh, but if we can practice holding our tongues, meaning like, being quiet, mm-hmm. not saying the thing that comes to our top of our mind when we're in the middle of a heated you know, argument or we're hurt or frustrated is so much more fruitful than just 
letting it out. This is a really big one for, for making transformation happen in your marriage because like you, you listed a practical and an action one where it's like how you treat mm. each other. But the tongue, like you hear that over and over and over again. So the things that you say to your spouse, they are not easily forgotten and they bring up. Especially if your spouse repeats them often because <laughs> that could happen. Yeah. Becoming an echo chamber, chamber like here's yeah. things that I, I'm going to continue to say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it comes from a heart of like, I just want, and you've said this, I I have to say something because I, I feel like if I don't, they're not going to change. They won't, they won't, or you won't know, receive yeah. that thing. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is even though it's a small part of our body, like our tongues are so powerful. And uh, what's that proverb where it talks about the, the tongue brings life or death. It, it builds up a home or tears yeah, it down. He, and he loves it, um, you know, eats it. Yeah. Eats of its fruit or something like that. Yeah. And I just, we should have put that note in here, but seriously, like we could have a great day. We could be treating each other well. We could be hitting our goals, but if we don't practice self-control with our tongues or thinking before we speak. Mm-hmm. Well, and, Trouble. <laughs> so, and to be honest, silence is often better than saying the thing that you want to say. Not the silent treatment. That's different. Yeah. Not the silent treatment. <laughs> um, yeah, not saying silent as a, as a weapon, but right. holding your tongue as a form of being slow to speak. love. Yes. Yeah, slow to speak and quick to listen yeah. is what the Bible says. Uh, there's a, there's a verse that should, Put some fear in us about how we are to how we talk to each other. Uh, it's in Galatians five fifteen. It's actually the continuation of a verse you just read, and it says, "But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another." This idea of are we are we walking in the flesh so much with each other, the way we communicate with each other, the way we talk to each other, we're not loving our neighbor as ourselves. We're not loving our spouse as we love ourselves. We're not doing unto others as we'd have to do, have them do unto us, that it turns into this biting and devouring of one another. Mm-hmm. Like a cycle of yeah. just well, going back and forth. And I, I feel like we've brought this up before, but when we are talking this way, even in an argument, we're chipping away at ourselves because we're one. We're chipping away at our team, our, our, our teammanship, our unity, our oneness, and our love. And so being quiet is so much better than letting it out. Okay, number four stop being easily offended. This was a huge one for us. Like we started out this list by telling you guys that this list was based off of our own uh, mm. experience and the what we've that walked we're through. Trying to walk through, yeah. And we, when we came to this realization that, hey, we're actually being really easily offended, we need to stop doing this, it was a game changer. It really was. Uh, the This is actually one of the attributes of love. So love is patient, love is kind. Uh, and then it says... Love is not easily, it's not irritable or resentful. And irritable means easily frustrated, easily offended, like bothered. It's like this, it's a, it's an oversensitivity. Like you walk past me and you've done something that I disagree with, or, you know, it's frustrating or, yeah. or you do something differently than how I would do it. And I just respond. I just you snap, snap yeah. or, or I huff under my breath and I'm just mm-hmm. irritated by you. Um, a, a good way of looking at this is when we make people feel like they have to walk on eggshells, mm-hmm. that, that old, you know, idiom that says like, oh, I have to like tippy toe. Like if I, if I just slightly crack that little egg over there, you're going to like, uh freak out on me. Another way this happens is by if, if, you know, one of us wants to share something and we say it the wrong way or, or like our intention is well, and we feel like it needs to be said, 
but the other person is just easily offended. They can't even hear what's being said because they're just mm-hmm. resistant to hearing. That's I, happened before. And I think we become easily offended when we get stuck in a place of loving ourselves more than we love our spouse. That's good. Yeah. Because what true. that means is I love myself so much that I don't want you to step on my toe or hurt my feelings or say something that's going to bother me or do something that I'm embarrassed by or anything that's going to make me feel uncomfortable or inconvenienced or you name it. Yeah. So when we... Because the question in in the head goes, why aren't you doing X or Y or Z? For me. Yeah. Yeah. Or you did this thing against me and now I'm feeling this way. Um, Or it comes from a place of insecurity. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you're ashamed or guilty, or you feel a certain way about yourself, and you, we take that on our spouse. We make them, we make, we want them to be at fault for how we feel. Like projecting our feelings. Yeah, and there could be so many other reasons for this. We're not psychologists, but if I, we I can, can say one thing: when you're not abiding in the Word and you're not walking with Christ, ooh, our flesh gets irritated <laughs> easily. Get yeah, bothered. We get, we get um, selfish. We get all kinds of pride. And so that's just another way. Sorry, go ahead. No, and, but if we, if we truly love, we will not be irritable or resentful, like always having it out for our spouse. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they always are this way with me. So a good place to start with this is, again, going back to that writing it down, right? Maybe, have it, maybe writing down, hey, we're going to work on not being easily offended. And then reminding each other in those moments of a quick like irritation, a quick offense, like, why'd you do that? Why'd you say that to me? How come you, you know, reminding each other that we're working on it. Hey, remember we're working on not being easily offended. If I bothered you, let's talk about it, but let's not be easily offended. And then going back and forth. I think that's a really good place to start. And I just want to add, if if you're listening right now and there's been tension in your marriage for any reason, start here. Like make this one your number one. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Number five. This is going to be a hard one for some people and a really good one. Good good one for some people. Uh, more romance and more sex. Okay, Aaron. Okay. Explain. I, I, Do I could explain. have said I could have said more intimacy. That's what I originally wrote. <laughs> and then I wanted to be more specific because the wife's going to see intimacy one way and the husband's going to see it another way. But I really think we, we all need, get it though. We need both. Yeah. Romance and sex. We need the blessing of what both of those bring to our marriage, the, both the physical and the emotional. And that's kind of how I categorize this. Romance is more of the emotional intimacy, that connection. And then the physical is that sex. It's the, it's the physical connection where two are becoming one and the bodies are connecting. So they're both necessary, both needed. And we can't, we shouldn't do one and not the other. Yeah. Anytime we've intentionally focused on this area of our life and, you know, just made it kind of a focus for us. Um, it's blessed us. It's, Helped Always. us. Yeah. It's, it's made our relationship feel more more full. Um, we feel more unified. We feel more connected. We we feel more interested in each other. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like that? Well, the the growing the, the desire grows the more we work on these areas. Mm-hmm. The more we we want them in our life. Uh, and I I don't know if you've noticed, but the order I put these in is for a reason. They're writing it down. You could take each one of these things and start putting these Do down that. as relational yeah. goals. That's good. And then they're and they're visible. The doing unto others, so treating your spouse the way you'd want to be treated. So if my wife, you know, if I want my wife to be more physical and more more uh, in, interested in me in that way, then I'm going to do things that would be loving to her. 
massages and, and other types of physical intimacy that she appreciates and desires. Oh, I see. So not being easily offended has to be taken care of before exactly. you jump into this next one. Got it. You should have corrected me when I said you should make number three or number one. I didn't know you put these in order like that. <laughs> I, well, I did because this is actually an area where being easily offended always gets in the way. Yeah. Like if we have easy offenses. Makes it so much harder to if I'm get there. Desiring one thing and you can't give that to me for whatever reason. You're tired, long day, sore, painful, whatever. And I'm easily offended by that rather than loving you and mm -hmm. being patient and it messes things up and vice versa. So yeah, I, I did put these in an order because they matter in some on some sense to have work on each one of these areas in little little ways. And they will all benefit each other. So uh, romance, I just wanted to pull out some ideas for this idea for this section that, that you're going to give them ideas emotional intimacy it's this feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love that's the definition in search of romance so um, it's it's a quality or a feeling of mystery excitement a remoteness from everyday life i like that yeah it's cool it doesn't have to be this big extravagant thing it's how can you just make the moment with special. your spouse special yeah different take them away from that ordinary mm -hmm. just for a moment uh and that could be like a, a, a going on a walk it could be bringing something home that's like hey i thought about you today that's an that's an excitement you actually like that when i like a simple thing I, I call you up and i say do you want an iced tea i love it you're like oh it's awesome because that that's out of the ordinary i'm not always grabbing an right. iced tea i'm not but you you felt thought of and then you get a special treat out of it and it take it kind of breaks up the day I do love that so much. And it just, it makes me feel so good to feel thought of in a special way, like that, you know, me, that, you know, what I would like. And, um, it, it just affirms my heart and my love and makes me feel like you're, you're thinking of me, mm -hmm. which is good. Um, and it's, it's good for us to recognize those times that our spouse goes out of the box, you know, or wish it <laughs> goes out of their way, go to, out of their way to, to try these things, to, try to be more romantic and yeah. exciting and, and different, you know, and when they do it to affirm them and use your words and say, I really appreciated that. Or I really love that. Cause the more we affirm each other in those ways of being that we want to see more of, they'll continue to happen. Right? Yeah, uh, Jordan Peterson has a, a quote. He says, don't ever punish behavior you want repeated. So <laughs> even if they, like, even if I don't follow through with or do something in the way that you might want, mm -hmm. like, um, there's been times I brought you iced tea that you don't like because it gives you, you have a taste for certain types of iced teas, but I didn't know that. And then I learned it. You could have taken the opportunity to punish me for it and be like, this is what you got me. I hate this. Oh, oh gotcha. or yeah. you could be like, wow, this was so thoughtful. Um, just for future, this isn't my favorite tea, but I'm so happy that you did that for me, I think that's which right. is what you, but yeah. that's what you did. Yeah. And it, I thought, Oh, I, Thank you. I didn't know that because I actually didn't. <laughs> and now when I get you tea or do something, I, I think, oh, where would she like me to get tea? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and it also has taught me to ask you yeah, for future, like, hey, where's your favorite place to get, you know, this? Or, like it's like a get to know me. Yeah. And it, don't be afraid to ask questions. But uh, don't don't punish those those behaviors you want repeated, even if it doesn't happen the way you want, the way you expect, but affirm it and encourage it so that it happens more from your spouse on both sides. Yeah, I like that you kind of um, broke romance and physical intimacy into separate kind of categories here, because romance is so much more of that connected connectedness that and connection, yeah, yeah um, and it's so important. It's an important part of marriage, but so is physical intimacy. And I think it's really important for us to remember that um, our spouses 
need us. Like, mm -hmm. it's weird that I put that in the plural just now. <laughs> our spouses. Yeah. Our spouse needs us. Uh, and, and we have needs. And so being there for one another and being willing to make the effort mm -hmm. and put our hearts and our minds toward that. Is, the, oh, we're talking about the physical side now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the physical, just as much as the romance or connected side of things. Yeah, and I wanted to I wanted to bring up on the physical side of things because I know that this is a huge area of struggle in a lot of marriages. It was it was a huge one for us for many years, mm -hmm. um, and it's only been in the last you know handful of years that it's been getting so much better, and we've been growing and and getting excited about these things and praying about it more. And uh, but first and foremost, it's a powerful gift. Physical intimacy, intimacy, sex is a powerful gift from God given to husbands and wives. It, it really is. And we have to change our minds about that. You know, talking about transformation, we need our minds changed for true transformation to happen. So if we can change our mind that, that sex is a good thing, because I know many people see sex as a bad thing or a hurtful thing or a something that they don't enjoy. Stressful thing. Yeah. And it, it can be all of those things. But if we start reminding ourselves and thinking, no, this is a good thing. This is a gift. That'll change a lot of things. Also, it's a command. First Corinthians seven, three, the husband should give his wife, give to his wife, her conjugal rights. And likewise, the wife to her husband. So on both sides, it doesn't just say the wife to her husband only as if every situation is always the husband needs it more than the wife. Cause that's not true. So there's some situations where it's totally different with the wife and the husband, but it says to both. And in other places it says that her body is not her own. It is yours. And your body is not your own. It is hers. Just reiterating this, the power and the tr and the the truth behind your oneness. You are one body, and you cannot control it and and use it and as a weapon. Mm -hmm. So not only is it a gift, but it's also a command. And there's some actual really awesome benefits to sex. And if you didn't know this, it helps relieve stress and anxiety. <laughs> I know sex might give some people anxiety, and I pray for you that you would, like we said, have a transformation in your mind about this. But it does uh, biologically relieve stress and anxiety. The the hormones that get released in your body do that. It also helps your immune system. It does. Those same uh, hormones that help with relieving stress and anxiety helps boost your immune system. Also, when you have less cortisol in your body, which makes this, that's the stress hormone, yeah. you um, get sick less because cortisol can actually make you, like it, it weakens your immune yeah. system. Uh, but helps your immune system. It also brings pleasure and excitement. That's just such a good thing. Joy, yeah. And we need that in our marriage. We need that connection and that pleasure. Uh, more, most importantly, sex reinforces closeness and oneness. Yeah, speaking of uh, oneness, you brought up earlier, just briefly, um, not using sex as like a tool or a weapon. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of just kept on going. And I just want to go back to that really quick because I think sometimes we, we don't even realize when we are withholding our bodies from each other because of being easily offended yeah. or um, thinking that they're not thinking of us or, or, or they haven't oh, given me what I, what I want. There yet. is a list of things that could possibly motivate someone to kind of close themselves off and be guarded. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you say weaponize and you say, you know, using your body as a tool that that's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, if you use it, if you use it in a negative way, it, it becomes a weapon. It, but it, it also becomes a roadblock, a roadblock to like moving forward. 
to yeah. experience reconciliation and connectedness. And this is not the kind of transformation we want no. when we do this. But when we are more free with each other and, yeah. and, and open with each other in this way, it's good. Now, that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be any times that you're like, hey, let's can we forego tonight? Yeah. You know, right. the, but that again, that goes back to the communication and that goes back to goal setting together and also considering one openness another. To, yeah, yeah, considering one another, treating each other as, we, as we'd like to be treated. Mm-hmm. Again, there's an order. Okay. <laughs> What's next in your order, Aaron? Invest in your marriage. Okay. The, I think this sounds obvious. Like but how much money do you have to? Exactly. <laughs> well, just having it, it's almost like if you were to invest in your education, invest in this business, you're. You're taking one of the most important things in your entire life. And are we... You're elevating it. Are we investing in it? You're saying this is a priority. This is what I'm going to put my effort and my energy and my resources and everything I've got towards because this matters. Investment means I'm going to spend time and money and energy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to invest. And when you invest in your marriage, you're going to get some of the greatest returns you can ever think of. Generational yeah, <laughs> you're going to you're going to get returns for a long time with your with your children because they're going to look back on your marriage and be like, wow, my my parents, they invested in each other. They loved each other. They weren't perfect, but man, they they tried hard. And because of that kind of example, when they get married, they will have the same fortitude and and excitement around investing in their marriage. Yeah, at least that's the goal, right? Yeah, I want my kids to, to <laughs> have that same desire. So what are some ways we can invest uh, something we did a long time ago when we were going through some of our hardships. It was actually, wasn't it like right at that end point of like things changing yeah. for us? Yeah. Um, we went to a marriage retreat and there's there's marriage retreats all over the country. We went to Family Life's Weekend to Remember. Which are and awesome. It was, it was actually really cool because we kind of like rededic- rededicated our marriage and our purpose and everything that mm. we had been walking through. We just submitted to God and said, we're going to keep going. <laughs> And so you could try weekend to remember that's um it's a family life event and so that that's a good one but you know what there might be one going on at your church and you don't even know about it but just look at the if you have like a pamphlet or a website um, or you can Google it there's there's a lot of and I would suggest a Christian marriage retreat but marriage retreats that's one really good way to invest in your marriage what's another one um, reading books together or individually and just kind of uh, sifting through the notes you know and share, talking about them talking about them uh, but. There are a lot of marriage books out there. Yeah. Do we know any marriage books specifically? (laughs) So Marriage After God. (laughs) Marriage After God is one that I would recommend. Um, And we we have a couple of marriage books if you want to look on our store. Yeah, a few more than a couple, but... Some devotionals, some some prayer books that you guys could do together, which is awesome. You can go to shop.marriageaftergod.com to look at everything we have to to offer. But there's a lot of other good books too, like... Meaning of Marriage, uh, See Through Marriage by Sacred Fierce Marriage. Marriage was a really good one. Yeah, by Gary Thomas. Uh, so get into books. And if you're like me, I I, I like audiobooks. It, it's a, I can consume them quicker. I can also re- retain them uh, better. I am not an audio person. I have to have the tangible. Like I can't even do digital. I have to have the book that I can curl the pages back and I know. I underline. love seeing you read too. <laughs> but it, it, it also, that this creates another thing to to talk about. And to share with each other and growing your marriage. So you're not just investing in what you're consuming, but also what you're discussing with mm-hmm. each other. Gives you things to talk about also, which is really good. Um, regularly planned date nights. Or even double date nights. Like go out with another couple and you'll notice you guys can start talking about marriage and mm. all of a sudden you don't feel so alone in some of the things you're wrestling in. Because I think we've brought this too. up in like 80 episodes. 
talking about date night. Uh, and we say it so often because it's something that we, we dedicated to s- several years ago. How many, maybe like five or six years it was ago. after we had Wyatt, Oliver Wyatt. And we just, we realized we, th- there was a while that had gone by and we're like, man, when's the last time we went on a date with each other? Mm-hmm. And so we, we just put it on the calendar every week and we, we figured out a babysitter and we planned it. Now, that didn't mean we went every week, but we just, the fact that it was on the calendar, again, the fact that we wrote it down meant it happened way more often than it would have if we didn't. So investing in that way. And since this is under investing in your marriage, um, we've talked about in the past that it doesn't have to be something where you go out or spend money. I would say this, have make this an intentional investment of like, I want to go do something special even if it's not every time, like catch each other by surprise. Yeah, set a set a, a a reservation at a restaurant you guys don't go to all often. Go throw axes at your local axe throwing place if you have Get one. Get fast food and go do an activity like some I don't know, ride bikes or something. But invest in a way uh, that's different than normal if you can. Maybe you have to save for it a little bit, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually makes it more special. Another way that you can invest in your marriage is find out if your church has a marriage group. Something that really, really affected our marriage in a positive way was um, the church. Probably, uh, we, I think we often attribute it saving our marriage. Yeah. We were going to a church um, back in, I think this is our third year of marriage. Mm-hmm. We were in California and they had a marriage group and, and you came to me and you were like, hey, we're going to go. It's on Wednesday night. And you it was need, terrifying. You need to be there. <laughs> you need to there. show up. And because I was like having a really, that was a really dark time for me. And I was resistant toward mm-hmm. going and didn't want to do it. But you encouraged us and said, this is, this is where, where, what we need to try. And so we showed up and it was scary. There was a lot of people there. But when we sat at the table and we started hearing this, the marriage stories coming up, it was actually really beautiful. Yeah. Very eye opening, and it had a lot of purpose and it you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. If your church has one, go for it. If they if, don't have one, go you find should one. ask them to start one. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you never know. There might be 20 other couples that have asked and they'll finally be like, oh, we should start a marriage ministry. Number seven is, is this the last one? This is the last All one. Right. See your spouse and yourself through Christ's eyes. I, I mentioned this in a previous episode, I think one or two back. And it's it's a really, it's really important that we are able to do this. And the only way we can do it is if we know Christ. Yeah. And it also, again, this changes everything. Going back to what you talked about earlier also of, you know, what if there's a couple that aren't on the same page, maybe one's not a believer, maybe they're going through some really hard things and it's hard to connect. The When we can look at our spouse through the, through Christ and say, wow, okay, Lord. Uh, like we talked about, I think an episode or two ago about them, uh, having a brotherly love, a yeah. sisterly love of seeing them in that way. Cause maybe it doesn't feel like they're my spouse right now because of this or that, because of this pain, because of that hurt. But man, I, I'm going to try and see them the way Christ does. I'm going to try and love them the way Christ loves them and stop looking at them from an earthly fleshly point of view of all of the things Critical. they did wrong, Critical. all of the thing, all of the things that need to change. I feel like when you look through Christ's eyes, there's like this lens of grace that you could just yeah. see not who they are in their sin, but who they are because of the blood of Christ mm-hmm. and what he's done and becoming a new creation in him yep. and the hope for transformation in their life. 
Yeah. And here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 19. It says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. This is essentially what we're talking about here. Let's stop regarding each other according to flesh. And let's start regarding each other according to the spirit, according to what Christ did and who Christ is. And then it says, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, in Christ God was reconciled was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So instead of seeing only the flesh, only the sin and the mistakes and, and the shortcomings and the frustrations and the hurts, we see the one who Christ died for. We see the one Christ shed his blood for. We see the one Christ is reconciling to the father through his life, death and resurrection. You know, in our, it's 16 years, right? Yeah, 16 so. years of marriage. Yeah. We just had that. <laughs> there have been many times that we've had to intentionally see each other through Christ's eyes. Because it's not something we tend to do on a daily basis, although we should, right? Yeah. It's usually um, in those really hard times that we're like. <sighs> and then everything just kind of falls flat on the floor and you're like, yeah. well, grace. <laughs> well, and, and Because that's what he's given to us. In our testimony that you share in the Unveiled Wife book, mm-hmm. uh, that's essentially what happened. You know, it was, we were on the verge of just being done calling it quits. And I, I felt the Lord telling me like, are you going to forgive your wife? Are you going to love her as I did? And he just reminded me of who he is mm-hmm. and it made it so much, it made it impossible for me to, because I was either going to say, no, I'm not going to look at her like that and I'm over it. Or I was going to say, no, Lord, I, I, I love you. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to try and see her that way. Yeah. Some of you listening right now, I just want to encourage you. You may you may be in a place where you need to pray and ask God to give you those eyes to see through Christ's lens. You know, you you might need to pray for that because well, we have to. We I, have I would to because I it's, can't it, do it without to, Him. Yeah, we can't do it in our flesh. So yeah, all all of us listening right now, we need to do that. Um, and then I just wanted to uh, so it, we kind of summed up. All the important stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can move on. <laughs> you can. Um, you guys know if you've been listening for a long time, I bring up memes from time to time, and I get stuck on social media in that way. <laughs> but I love those transformation videos, or you know, they show you the the reel of pictures where it's like, "This is who I was, but this is who I am." Yeah, and it's they're like really powerful. A really huge weight change, you know, like. Mm-hmm. That's or, what I'm thinking of right now. Is just like. Well, we've even seen ones of like people that are being changed because of Christ and they had that like how they were before this part yeah. here. And then all of a sudden they, they're totally different. And you're like, Whoa. Yeah. But the so ones cool. that I'm thinking of specifically are the weight, the weight ones Yeah, and just how dramatic it is. And they'll usually show bits and pieces of like what it took to get there. The progress. Like the progress, the working out. And it just moves me because I think like you don't just get to be transformed. You have to be willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to to remind all of us that change change can happen in us, like you mentioned earlier, through you know being passive and allowing 
influences in our life that change us, but we're not going to say that's for the positive. <laughs> we can, rarely, rarely we it accidentally is. change it, for the positive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so the powerful transformation that we are all eager to see in our lives and in our marriages comes from putting in the time, putting in the work, putting in the energy. It's being selfless. It's being sacrificial and it requires much just yeah. like someone going through a weight loss journey and, and having to do muscle toning it. You know, that they did mm. everything that they possibly could to get there. Yeah. Well, that the Lord puts it this way. We, we got to put to death the, the, our flesh. Yeah. And that's, that's essentially what this process is, is, is putting behind us our flesh and, and desiring to walk in his spirit. And, and so the things that we brought up in this episode were hopefully just some practical things, but some, some things that we can actually do and try to try to do. So we hope you enjoyed those. Uh, this is the last episode of this month. The last week of the month where we're talking about this specific growth spurt. Is that what you're going to say? Yes. <laughs> so this uh, this section of the podcast, we want to encourage you guys to um, take take time to invest, like Aaron mentioned earlier. Um, and write down. In a personal way. <laughs> Basically, this one covers everything. No. Yeah. Um, the goal here is to build trust with your spouse by, by doing what you say you will and Whatever commitments you've made, um, we want you to to stick to them. So that's, this is our encouragement. And mm -hmm. the way that we're encouraging that is by taking a post-it note or a, uh, a sheet of paper or three by five card and just start with one. If you have more on there, that's great. But you still got a week left to do this. And if you want to keep doing this past January, keep doing it. Um, it's just one way that you yeah. can uh, experience and the maturity and transformation yeah. in your marriage. Uh, mine is, uh, like I said, oh, yeah, we were mine's about supposed it. to be in bed by nine. <laughs> Look, the effort was there and I just want to let it It is on know. the refrigerator. And I I even mentioned, because I we thought this was only going to take us 30 minutes to record. We're wrong. But it's 1019. And so I'm going to forgive myself today. And I'm going to try <laughs> and be in bed by nine tomorrow. <laughs> You've been doing great. Um, I put on mine, affirm the kids. And it's because, you know, as a mom and, and homeschooling, they're in the home all the time. They're with me all the time. I do a lot of correction and critique and, uh, you know, helping them in their life, yeah, figuring mature, what mature up, yeah. and what's right and stuff. And I just wanted to make sure that I was affirming them. You know, it's like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how things have been. So I just wanted to make sure that I was doing that. So I put on mine, affirm the kids. And so I've been doing that. And it's actually been really beautiful. I, I love seeing their eyes light up and mm -hmm. it just feels good. So. All right. I'm going to pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the change we have already experienced in marriage. We pray we would continue to see positive transformation on our relationship. We pray for more love, more peace, and more joy. Please help us to be intentional in the way we choose to interact in marriage every day. Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us to not be easily offended by each other. Show us areas of our marriage we can invest in and put the time and energy into making what we have even better. Please help us to see each other as you see us and help us to hope for the change we desire to see. Thank you for our marriage and thank you for the opportunities you've given us to make changes in our lives. We pray our marriages continue to mature and that it honors you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.